Alright, the next se section is on the spirit spirituality video uh, and uh, what am I accountable for doing wrong. Spirituality, uh, listen to the, the hour-long uh, one that you sent. And I'm not really religious at all, so don't really comprehend to that or, you know, identify with that. But, I mean, I, I believe I'm spiritual. Um, my thoughts on it, you know, to be a good person. I believe in karma. Uh, I believe religion, religion has a lot of good values and, and still good values in people. Um, I don't know that I'm sold on a, a higher being, but I think there's definitely a... a deeper purpose to this life um, so my motto is always just be a kind generous person and you know treat others well and that returns to you uh, as far as mistakes throughout my life um, hard for me to say mistakes with actions I've done or that relate a whole lot to drinking, of course, you know, or drugs. I don't wish I put myself in this situation, but I also think it's part of who I am and who I was and put me where I'm at and, you know, can only get better. Um, but some of the things I'm accountable for, you know, with my brother... I would say, you know, I'm sorry for putting him in situations that endangered his life when we were younger, you know, getting robbed at gunpoint. We got jumped several times in the South Side in Washington, a couple times in Washington. Um, you know, he was always had my back, but I, I was out of line a lot and the drug use and alcohol, of course, amplified that by 20. Uh, you know, so I am very sorry for that. I put him in those situations. And, you know, when he had a gun pulled on him, it was probably one of the most... Dis biggest disappointments to me and what I did and what I... I caused it, the brunt of it, you know. And uh, so I'm sorry for that. With my parents... Uh, also with that, you know, I'm sure I caused my lot of my brother a lot of stress with all those actions and uh, he lived with me a big chunk of my life so probably felt responsible and stressed out about making sure I was okay, my well-being and that I wasn't getting in trouble. my parents um, once again I don't really know a lot of actions that I would sit back and say I'm sorry for well I guess you know um, I've lied to them I've did, was de been deceiving to them um, I feel sorry that you know I blame them sometimes for my my usage or my problems uh, but you know they were part of it um, 
I guess the main thing I feel accountable for with them is, uh, you know, just creating stress, unnecessary stress. I got jumped. I was in the hospital, you know, in the middle of the night. My parents are worried, sick, uh, both of them. Wrecking a car, drunk, getting arrested. Just overwhelming stress that, you know, I, I shouldn't have created. And what else would be? Uh, the other thing I would say was, you know, with my parents and my brother, in any relationship I've been in, and the when I was really messed up, and when I was younger, I, I was say I, I lashed out a lot at them and you know threw tantrums or went off the deep end or flipped out you know which was none of their burden uh, and I put that on them so I feel sorry for that uh, you know I was an asshole a lot and selfish to all three of them and any of the women updated or my friends uh, would be the same thing. Uh, uh, the, the, another thing would be my moodiness, bad moods. Uh, a lot of that may have been contributed to hangover, drug use, urges, whatever, but you know, I look back and feel that I was bad, you know, in a bad mood a lot of times that downed everybody else's mood around me. So, you know, I'd be, I'd feel sorry for that. Um, and these are all things I don't think I do as much. I don't, I can't say that I never do it, but I certainly don't try to put burden on my parents anymore because I feel guilt, you know, for doing that and stress them out and bring them into stupid little problems that I'm having that, you know, they don't need to worry about. They have their own issues. Uh, same thing with my brother. You know, I try to, he's really not involved in any of that stuff. He's there for me, but, you know, I try not to, and, you know, we're not living together anymore, so I guess that's easier, but... Uh, so all that same stuff would go for Emily as well. Attitude, having an attitude with her when I shouldn't. Um, you know, being in a bad mood, which was probably mainly my issues that, you know, transpired to her. Um, I guess the next big thing with Emily in the relationship is cheating on her. Uh, that would be the biggest, and the list goes on with that, with what was I accountable for in those situations. was wasn't just the cheating. It was lying or deceiving, um, being dishonest, and, you know, creating a a bad mood or a bad environment between us or helping to attribute to that bad mood or environment between us. Um, like I said, never 
set out to hurt her, but I know a lot of those things did and affected her negatively and her self-esteem and emotion and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, the, the deceiving, the lying, the dishonesty um, are, are definitely all things that, with Emily, I think, uh, I, I'm accountable for that. You know, and even though we butt heads and stuff, uh, and, and we have relationship issues that aren't just attributed to me, you know, I want, I, I'd be upset to, to hurt our feelings and stuff like I have, so that's mainly what I'm trying to work on, and uh, to, to not do those things anymore. be what I have from the two videos that I watched and the notes that I've taken pretty much sums it up. Alright, this one's about the four videos sent to me to watch. Uh, the first one, DMX, the, the rain, and about how you're the only one that can change your change your destiny, change, you know, the mood you're in or the, the path that you're on. Um, and I see the, the points of not blaming others or putting it, you know, on your environment or the way you were brought up or raised, which is, is part of it. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you got to be willing to change and you know, desire to, to make a change, um, and going in deeper to that, you know, talking about reset and, and making a reset, uh, which we, we have talked about is a good time for that. Um, <clears throat> I agree. It's a good time to do a reset and that's probably why we're at where we're at. Um, and that, that also ties into the next, the shorter two, which, you know, were about uh, habits and small instances that, uh, you know, make you turn to using something, whether it be anxiety or any, any kind of triggers, really. Um, for me, as, as we said before, you know, it's a lot of different ones, but... It's the craziness of my speed, I would say, and, and the way I do things, and I guess how I hustle, um, and then, you know, trying the ups and downs, going 100%, and getting all amped up, and then, you know, trying to, to come down from that or break away from that uh, is harder, and, you know, that's where substance come into use. Uh, even things like, you know, I'm a coffee drinker in the morning. I'll, I'll drink coffee and, and chew tobacco or something, which are both stimulants to get going in the morning. Um, and then it, even marijuana, to me, <clears throat> is kind of a stimulant in the morning. So that's why I was in a pattern of doing that, you know, first thing in the morning. 
uh, and then drinking coffee and it's, you know, multiple things. I chew tobacco. I typically only do that early because uh, it's more of a stimulant. And in the evening, it would be, you know, taking a hit of weed or taking Xanax to, to come down and relax. Uh, so I guess those are all patterns that need, need to be broken. Um, and I, as, I, as I said before, it, it just became habit for me, I guess. Um, you know, getting high or taking a pill. I've, I've taken Xanax or smoked, you know, if I feel that I may be getting anxiety or I feel a situation that typically brings me anxiety, although I'm not to that point, I'll take one ahead of time to avoid getting there. Um, and then breaking the habit and, you know, the reset, the whole reset thing, I think, you know, those are the small things to key on um, and basically fight through not using them. Uh, and like I said before, for me, it's a, it's a bunch of different substances, whether it's a coffee in the morning, smoking, um, Xanax in the evening, smoking, drinking on the weekend after working long hours, uh, all forms to help me get away from the, the craziness of the, the day that I live. Um, and that's why, you know, you, you feel that my life could be one big trigger the way I, I live it. Um, and that's, that's very possible. Uh, but any, anyhow, from here on out, I think, you know, what I've been doing is just trying to change thought, my thought pattern, uh, as far as prepping, I would say before events, like for example, my uncle just died and my brother was coming into town and I knew I would be doing some drinking and, and hanging out with him and the family. Um, so I tried to, to go through that scenario beforehand several times because I know Emily uh, fears me getting hammered and drinking too much. And so that started Friday night, um, being with my brother the first night, drank a lot. Uh, you know, so my goal was we went riding and drank during the day and then had dinner out at my house at night and the family came out, had drinks. And my goal was, you know, not to black out or drink too much. Um, I can't say that I was successful with that, uh, although I didn't really black out, um, which is a good thing. I believe, I, you know, I still drank too much and got caught up in the moment like I always do. Um, but throughout the day, I would take a break from drinking uh, and drink Gatorade. Or, uh, you know, I remember that night, toward the end of the night, I felt like, oh, man, I'm pretty fucked up because like, I smoked, I was drinking, so I drank a Gatorade or two, you know, just to try to, to mellow out some and step away from it for a minute, so 
I believe that's good and that's in the right direction. But the fact that I got to that point where I was feeling kind of out of it was, was what I was trying to avoid or trying to avoid in the future. Um, going to my uncle's funeral, you know, I didn't drink beforehand. I did take a half a Xanax before and one right after, uh, just because of the, the sadness and depression of it all. Uh, but I didn't drink beforehand. Typically that might've been something I would do. Um, I, in those situations, I typically don't smoke marijuana cause it would just bring more anxiety or more, uh, thoughts, you know, to the, to the death. So that wouldn't be something I would do in that situation. So that wasn't a concern. Um, and I don't think I ever did it on Xanax. You know, I didn't take too much. Um, during the service, he was a, a big drinker. I did, me and a, a few others, one of my uncles, we took a shot of Crown, which my uncle was known for. He had a, a there was a bottle up at his, uh, you know, at his casket. So we did do that. <clears throat> As the weekend went on, you know, after that, we had a, a, a get together at a, a bar that, I spent a lot of time in with him and he, he was at all the time, major trigger point for me and Emily, because, you know, Emily was in my life and in the same town as me and always went to that bar. And it's known as, you know, drug bar, drinking bar, heavy partying. Um, so my thought going into that was, you know, just a, I was going to be driving cause she drove separate. So, you know, being able to drive out of there and, basically just pacing myself. Um, and I gotta say I did, did well that night, you know, she had left after the dinner and I wanted to stay and and hang out with people for, you know, another drink or two and, you know, say my goodbyes to them. And, and I did all that. I I, I was tired from the, the night before and the whole day. So that helped not wanting to stay out and party but at the end of the day I did exactly what I wanted to I had a couple more drinks um I didn't didn't do any any other drugs to get up or down and kind of you know just it kind of felt good that I was like over that whole bar thing you know I didn't even want to go there to begin with because I hadn't been there forever and it's not a great place to go, but I knew we would be because it's where my uncle stayed at. Um, so I would say in that event that I did, uh, exactly as I planned to do and, you know, basically played out in my head. So I thought that was successful. Um, and then Sunday, you know, the, the day to me after a funeral is always the weirdest and, um, I don't know. It's like it's over, but you're you're still fresh on that thought and seeing them and saying goodbye, and it's always a hard day. So basically just tried to stay busy all day. Um, I did smoke in the morning, which brought on severe anxiety from saying my goodbyes and, you know, thinking about all that stuff. So I took a half a Xanax that Sunday and 
um, cut grass and basically worked around the house and just stayed busy. Although, you know, still in a, I would say a depressed state, a down state, sad. Uh, and then had a, had a couple beers at night, you know, four or five o'clock on for till about seven, seven thirty, and then, you know, winded down on the couch. So I don't know that I plan to do that on Sunday, but I really didn't care. Um, I kind of wanted to end the weekend and get, get it done with. So I thought with, over the weekend with what happened and what was going on, it's pretty successful. Um, and then we had talked about resetting, getting back started hard this week. So today, you know, I didn't smoke in the morning. I didn't take anything. Uh, on my way home, I didn't smoke or do any of that. So, you know, that's the focus now is trying a little bit harder at nipping some of them small urges in the butt. Uh, so, yeah, that's where we're at now. Alright, so this session is on the, the three videos I watched. The first one being the one about boxing. Um, in that scenario, I, I would be more of the aggressor. And Emily would be the one that's more defensive. Um, although I feel like, you know, she makes little remarks to me or has an attitude with me or rolls her eyes when I'm doing things like, uh, you know, with the bikes, uh, and that ultimately, you know, irks me to start or, or lash out uh, an argument, uh, in my defense or to, to clear it up because, I feel like uh, misunderstood and, you know, not appreciated, uh, you know, that it, it helps out financially. Um, so I, I guess in that sense, we, we lack healthy arguments with miscommunication um, because they're they're usually one-sided, and, you know, sometimes it is her uh, instead of me, and I may not want to deal with it sometimes or, or use to, to not deal with it. Um, in the second video about fighting, uh, I feel like, you know, I fight to be heard or understood which basically neither of us have great communication. And like I said, it, it's not healthy fighting. It's usually one-sided or one of us being defensive and the other one wanting to, to avoid it. that I brought in, you know, the cycles and, and baggage would be my contributions in a negative way, you 
that were cheating or lying or deceiving, um, you know, which I'm sure broke Emily down and is probably the brunt of a lot of her attitude that she doesn't, she can't let go or forget and forgive um, or recognize that, you know, things are getting better and, and for the better. Um, and on that same aspect, you know, mis- misunderstood on the positive things I feel like I built that may be taken for granted of a healthy household, a nice household. Um, and I guess, you know, status, status of who we are, nice cars, nice house able to do nice things with the family, uh, don't have to struggle, uh, and with all that, comfort, uh, some comfort in financial situations, although I say, I, you know, I stress that a lot, and maybe it's not real realized in uh, her eyes. Um, She's been with other people that, you know, cheated and basically always attracted to the, the partier kind of guy or the bad boy, whatever. Um, so that would be baggage on her end um, because she's not, maybe not used to anything else or feels like it's just repeated all the time, I guess. Um, you know, contributing to positive way for her, I would say, you know, the decor of the house, nice, well-kept house, um, and uh, great mother, great caretaker uh, for the, you know, kids and family, so provides that, you know, I guess she provides a some kind of stability with me to not use as much, um, although that's a, a double-edged sword because sometimes annoyance creates me to want to use and just forget about it and not deal with it. So I think that can go both ways with, you know, what she's contributing in the, the positive aspect. Um So, some of the other baggage, you know, of course, is the drug use that I've brought, um, habits I've formed with that, living a crazy lifestyle, uh, brought it into the relationship, and, and it has always been hard for me to kick. Um, also, you know, now kind of turned, turned some of that into workaholic and always out doing other stuff, um, so... I guess it can be seen in her eyes as, you know, I don't care because I'm not there. I'm out doing other things. And that's part of uh, the being misunderstood. Uh, how substances play. Uh, 
I would say, you know, sometimes lack of the communication or healthy fighting, uh, maybe turn to them to avoid doing that or, or doing it in the right way to solve a solution, you know, have a few drinks or, you know, she drinks too and I'm sure she does sometimes to just get over things instead of talking it out, hashing it out in a healthier way uh, or just to comfort the situation, you know, or the, the intensity between us. Um, the other part of that is, you know, drinking or substances make you more moody or more edgy when you are in a, a situation or a confrontation that you're trying to resolve, which, you know, can make it go the, the, the wrong way. Um, but in either circumstance, it would be to, to forget about it or to avoid it, you know, instead of uh, attacking it right on. What do I expect, you know, to be understood and heard by Emily? I would say for, you know, when I do drink and I do go out and stuff and, and do get messed up a little bit, you know, I, I feel like if I'm not doing it all the time and I'm not doing it in a situation where I'm jeopardizing anybody's safety or family or drinking and driving or missing work, you know, that she could lighten up and she often jokes about, hey, you're a loser or a drinker or whatever. Um, she says she jokes, you know, sometimes I don't think she does, but um, it's just, I guess it creates a creates me to want to just say, oh, yeah, I'm a loser, you know, I'm a drinker, whatever, and just to continue what I'm doing, I don't really acknowledge it, or I don't take it to heart, but uh, I would say it makes me, it fuels the fire, I would say, um, you know, I, I would, would like if she accepted more, um, when I am out doing these things, instead of having an attitude, or, you know, say I'm going to do something with the bikes to, to realize it's, you know, for the better. Uh, and not making smart comments or having an annoyance with it. Maybe having some empathy toward it. Help facilitate it. You know, be, be willing and, and want it to go on and accepting of it and realizing in those situations she is going to have to pick up uh, certain areas of caretaking or, you know, watching over our kids, whatever, when I'm in those situations. So I think deep down, you know, if we didn't have that, I think she'd be less happy with know, not having comfort with financial situations, you know, it'd be a fight if everything was a financial struggle, so coming to grips with just realizing that, uh, being supportive of it, more enthusiastic about it, appreciative of it, um, you know, and I, she just doesn't comprehend numbers, and 
sit down and say, hey, look, I made $800 in two hours. It just means nothing to her. You know, I'm trying to explain, well, you know, hey, that's almost a mortgage payment for some people. Um, so, I guess, work on communicating that further. Um, basically, I just end up getting annoyed with it, and, you know, I do it anyway, so uh, nothing gets resolved. 